You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. decided to get out of bed to see my ugly mug first thing in the morning. Thanks for coming out. I'm happy to be here, although I am flying solo once again today because Mr. Beaver had some severe complications with his travel arrangements, and we'll have a chat about that tomorrow. Hopefully he'll be uh, back in the Beaver Lodge tomorrow. That's the plan anyway. In the meantime, I am going to try and hold down the fort here for a little bit uh, solo. And I do have the, uh, let's just go look at the uh, the weather cam. And yeah, there's weather outside. Yeah, it's currently slightly overcast, but I'm told it's supposed to be warm and sunny later on today. There's the window cam. We had a uh, high of uh, 19 yesterday when it was only supposed to be 16. So that's something to be rejoiceful for. Oh, there's, you can hear noise in the background. Just it's that's my mistake. I forgot to mute the speaker on the phone. <laughs> uh, you know, it's one of these things. I, I'm I'm a little off my game because I'm flying solo. And and you know what? I enjoy doing this, but I don't enjoy doing this particular program on my own. Um, it's not as much fun. It's not fun at all, actually. Well. I still enjoy it, but it's not nearly as much fun or nearly as entertaining without my uh, my compadre, my companion, my uh, me best mate. Right? It's it's a tag team show, and and the banter that we share, I think, help makes it better. But um, because we commit to doing this, what's going on with my camera? Because we commit to doing this, I will stay here because I should be committed. Does that make? 
make sense? Maybe not the kind of sense I want it to make. Anyway, I um, have a few things for you this morning. Uh, of course, some of you may be aware of the individual who decided that he should insult Halle Berry because she posted a photo of herself uh, on a balcony in the nude, uh, and all the naughty bits were covered by shadows and angles. And Halle Berry being Halle Berry looked spectacular. And this guy uh, decided to take it upon himself to chastise her for being uh, a woman in her 50s who he was saying, does she have no dignity? Why can't she just age gracefully and enjoy her menopause? Or something to that effect. Either way, um, that was a bad decision by him because, wow, did he get roasted. And justifiably so. Of course, if you look at the individual who wrote that, I'm not giving him any any bandwidth. But if you, if you find him, you can seek it out online on the Twitter. If you find him, you will discover that he has his own Mount Rushmore and they are all the incel kings. Trump, Elon, Jordan B. Peterson... Not sure who else was in there, but either way, it's all it's all bad. Just I gotta fix something here right now. My camera's gonna follow me too while I do it. Well, that didn't seem to work. <laughs> I was trying to mute the uh, speaker on my phone, but it seems to have taken on a life of its own, and it's doing its own darn thing. So, You uh, might also be well aware of the fact that there was a uh, mass shooting yesterday in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, in a bank. And, of course, that uh, human skin tag, Ted Cruz, I don't know if he's made a comment about it yet, but we're going to dig up one from the vaults from a comment he made a couple of... Oh, actually, it might not have been that long ago. Honestly, I don't have a date on when he made this comment, but I'm going to post this up on the screen for those of you who are watching you to be able to see this, and I will read it out loud for those of you who are listening to the audio-only version of this. And this is where uh, Ted Cruz's words come back to bite him in the butt, which happens almost daily with that skin tag. Ted Cruz, when you go to the bank and you deposit money in the bank, there are armed police officers at the bank. Why? Because we want to protect the money we save. Why on earth do we protect a stupid deposit more than our children? We have an opportunity right now to double the police officers on, police officers on campus and keep kids safe. The shooting happened in a bank, Ted. The guns are the problem. They're armed officers in the bank, and they are literally, if somebody comes in with an AR-15, those guys are decorative. Men, women that, that stand at security with pistols are decorative to somebody with an AR-15 or instant targets. Take, take your pick. It's the guns. That's the problem. 
oh, it's a mental health issue, then, then do something to um, provide support for people with mental health issues. Oh, no, 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 no. That'll never happen because, as John Stewart said, I think I'm beginning to get Republicans. If it's a pol- policy that benefits the rich, then it doesn't have to be paid for, should last forever, and is good for America. But if it benefits the poor, we can't afford it. We should end it as soon as possible, and it will destroy our nation from within. That sounds an awful lot like the Reform Party's adopted mentality. Oh, I'm sorry, the Conservative Party of Canada. Right, that's what they're calling themselves now. Because let's face it, they are just the Reform Party. Um, Anyway. Yeah, day 100 of 2023, and it was the 145th mass shooting in the USA. The guns are the problem. I just, uh, I just don't know what to say. I just don't know what to say. Some days I am verklempt. I am at a loss for words sometimes. This happens to be one of those times. What, what do you say? I mean, it's, it's like, uh, what's trending on Twitter right now? AR-15. Why? Well... A guest just went on Fox and said on live TV that he's sick and tired of standing in front of a canda, canda, camera. We have to talk about guns. Air-15s are killing our babies and we have to do something about it. This is how it's done. Incredible. Yeah, um, Fox News aired that. It's kind of a shock, eh? American conservatives feel that the abortion pill is more dangerous than the AR-15. AR-15, sorry. And there's, um, Gen Z are losing their shit on this one. After, you know, a, a shooting at a at a, a, a high school in Nashville. Was it Nashville? It was Tennessee. Yeah, Nashville, I believe. Not, a, was it a week ago? Was it even a week ago? And And then you have this. It's like, no, Gen Z is losing it. There is a, a small portion of Gen Z that is evangelical, right-wing, Christo-fascist, religious, uh, gun-toting individuals. But I'd say the vast majority of Gen Z do not feel like that. And the vast majority of Gen Z want gun control because they're all traumatized at having mass shooter drills from the time they were in kindergarten. You gotta, you gotta marinate on that one for just a second or two. I mean, think about that. It's like the duck and cover from the fifties that they taught kids in school, in case of a nuclear holocaust. Although the likelihood of a nuclear holocaust was pretty slim, it was a traumatic, terrifying thought. The likelihood that your child will get shot in classroom. Well, I don't know what the percentage is or what the number is to represent that, but I can tell you this, the number one killer of children in the United States of America in 2023 is gun violence. The number one killer. Not cancer, not car accidents, not alcohol, not drugs. Gun violence. And nobody's going to do a damn thing about it because... People getting paid. Okay. 
I'm going to shift gears here because that one, that's a heavy subject and it really does, um, it really does carry a lot of weight and it hurts. It hurts, hurts my brain to continue talking about it. I mean, we have to because it's something so prominent every day. We're reading about it. There's another shooting. There's another shooting. 145 in the first 100 days. What do you say to that? Like, how do you, how do you even address that? I don't know. Because clearly, very clearly, as evidenced by what just took place in, in the state legislature in Tennessee by expelling three people stood up and chanted for 15 seconds with the students who wanted to bring an end to gun violence and issue some sensible gun laws and gun controls. Two of the individuals were black men and they were expelled, but the white woman wasn't. So not only is idiocy on display, not only is racism on display, but it's corporatism at its highest. They don't care. They only care about money. And that NRA money flowing into Republican coffers, until we find a way to legally cut it off, and we, I mean the royal we, because I don't live in that country, I don't have a vote, but I do have concern for fellow human beings who in school, children, are getting gunned down. I realize, yes, yesterday was in a bank, but come on. Let's not gloss over that fact. Could have been children in that bank too. We don't know. It's all just bad. And I need to pivot. I need to pivot. Let's pivot to sports for a second. The Ottawa Senators will not make the playoffs, unfortunately, but the Boston Bruins are now on top of the league. They are the absolute toast of the league. They have set a record for uh, most wins in a season. And I'm like, wow, that's that's okay. That's an achievement. Uh, most wins in the sense that nobody has ever won as many games in a single season as they just did. Not even the 70... Six or 77 Montreal Canadiens who only lost eight games. But back then we had ties, right? There was no shootout. There's Boston won, what was the 63 games? Let me just check out that record here. I got to double check on it because I can't remember the numbers. Uh, Boston. Boston Bruins, yeah. Let's see here as I type it into the old machine. And they have uh, one more game. One more game? Two more games, actually. And what is the Boston Bruins just broke the NHL single season record. And they did it two days ago, by the way. Um, Bruins team that was forecast to be mediocre has regular season for the ages. 63 wins. The, that's, <laughs> that's an outstanding record. 63 wins, 12 losses. Uh, 12, well, 63, 12, and 5. So 12 losses and five shootout losses, I guess, is what it, how it works out. I can't remember what the categories are if somebody wants to chime in on that one. But 63 wins, 12 losses, and five shootout losses. That's pretty, that's pretty crazy. Uh, and that is by far the best record um, in the history of the league. And their goal differential is outstanding. <laughs> They are just, uh, yeah, something to behold, and I'm not a fan, but to my friends who cheer for that team, that's a spectacular season. Now, does that mean they make the Stanley Cup final? No, no, there's no guarantee about that. There's no guarantee about anything other than death and taxes. 
no guarantee that they can make the, the, the there's no guarantee they'll get out of the first round as evidenced by the Leafs who have a five seasons in a row of being the number one team in their division and one of the best teams in the league and getting knocked out in the first round. So <laughs> yeah, I do delight in that because I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious. I'm just going to put up a little, a little uh, graphic here on the screen for, for when, when you hear somebody say you need to uh, get away from mainstream media because they lie to you, you can just tell them that I'm an independent thinker who doesn't trust what the government and mainstream media say. Meanwhile, they're siphoning in literal Russian propaganda. So much of that statement is true. There is so much uh, Russian propaganda in the news and on television and on the web, mostly on the web more than anything else, because they don't really have as much access to the airwaves in North America. Unless of course you count Fox news as a Russian propaganda wing, which I, you know, you could, you could say that's a possibility. I mean, certainly appears to be Let's just check the old weather camp. Yeah. There's still weather outside and, uh, yeah, there's still weather out there. Look at that. Oh, Look at that. There's still weathering outside. The weather outside, man, it's everywhere. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to need another cup of coffee in a few seconds, but that's okay. I've got a mic leaning into the kitchen. I can continue talking to you while I heat it up in the microwave because I have a carafe from yesterday, but the carafe doesn't keep it uh, hot for 24 hours, so that's why I have to microwave it. Ah. <sighs> Oh, this is interesting. An interesting article I'm reading here on the CBC. Um, <laughs> well, that's not something I ever thought I would say, but here it is. It's a real thing. Cage diving with great white sharks coming to Nova Scotia's South Shore. And there's a photo taken off the coast of Liverpool, Nova Scotia in 2020. It's one of the first underwater pictures taken by a diver of a great white shark in Canadian waters. That is, uh, wow, let me just blow that up and I'll put that on the screen for you so you can see it. There he is right there. There's Mr. Great White Shark. And that, I, don't, I can't tell how big he is from this photograph, but um, there you go. Great White Shark taken off the uh, coast of the Nova Scotia South, South Shore back in 2020. Uh, the very first one. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure they were both confused seeing each other. <laughs> Now, I don't know if there was a diver or if that was a camera that was just um, dropped in the water on a tether to take shoot, uh, photos. I have no idea. But Atlantic Shark Expeditions will uh, run daily trips from the marina in Brooklyn, Nova Scotia, outside uh, Liverpool, Nova Scotia, from August 1st to the end of October. Customers will pay $395 each to go on the day-long trips. And they can choose to view sharks from the boat or from a cage where they will a wetsuit and use a snorkel. So I guess the cage is not going to be super deep. Heading up the operation is Neil Hammerschlag, a marine biologist who has worked with and studied sharks for 25 years in South Africa, the Galapagos, the Bahamas, and Florida. I'm really excited, he says. I'm hoping Nova Scotians will get behind, Nova Scotians will get behind this and get really excited. Be proud of the sharks that we have here. I mean, Nova Scotia is known as Canada's ocean playground. I really hope people take advantage of that ocean playground. Huh. Would you be interested in doing uh, swimming with sharks? Yeah, I guess it uh, sounds like you're going to do it, Reed, but $395, that's uh, ain't cheap. I mean, that's an expensive day trip. But then again, that's that's a weekend in Montreal, not even including hotel, 
or fuel. That's just your your dining and drinking costs. So I guess, <laughs> yeah, yeah, going going swimming with sharks in Nova Scotia starting August first of this year. That's kind of cool. Hmm. That is kind of cool. Okay. I'm going to uh, just jump in and out of a few things here because I have a couple of things speeding across my timeline and I want to get to as many of them as I can. Uh, Daniel Smith is still in the news on almost a daily basis because she um, is trying to sue the CBC because they reported on the things she actually said, but she's saying she didn't say the things we heard her say. Do I have that correct? I think I have that correct. I'm pretty sure I have that correct. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, th- this woman has just completely gone off the rails. Completely gone off the rails. And I mean, we, we go off the rails in this show from time to time, but not like that. We go off the rails because we're laughing at things that are funny. We don't lie to your face and then threaten to sue you because you expose the lies that we made. And then we lie to your face about the lies that we made. And uh, it's just a never ending cycle. And let's see. Uh, huh. Interesting. There's a quote from Eric O'Toole, which is a photo of Aaron O'Toole in a goatee. Conservatives want to play on your fears of drug users and criminals because it gives them power. If you want to stop drug use and criminals, you need to focus on rehab and social and mental health supports. That is absolutely true. And it's been evidenced by the success they've had in Portugal, where drugs have been decriminalized for over 20 years. And they have uh, developed really healthy rehabilitation programs. Now, they've done decriminalization in, in the province of British Columbia, but it's, it's not gone far enough. It is a baby step, and it is a very tiny baby step at that. They have further to go. They have more to do. And getting folks into rehab programs, getting them off the street, stopping the spread of disease with things like sites, safe injection uh, sites, uh, where no one has ever died. BTW because they're able to uh, use Narcan almost immediately if somebody is overdosed or if they've taken a drug that has been infused with something else, but they can even get the stuff tested to see if it's safe. And I remember when that first was talked about years ago, I thought, are we doing the right thing here? It turns out, yeah, we are. We are helping people. Um, look, people are going to, people are going to get high. People are going to use drugs. People are going to do these things. So why don't we create a safer environment for them? And instead of yelling and pointing and, and, and blaming and punishing, why don't we help them? Why don't we help them get clean? Why don't we help them get back into society as productive members where they can help somebody else off of the streets who are suffering from drug addiction? And in the Netherlands, they're turning empty prisons into socially useful buildings such as schools and refugee centers. Huh. This is uh, from an article in Positive News. I'm not really sure what Positive News is as a publication. It could be a propaganda wing, but um, this is a good story. And this is actually from 2021. The Netherlands has reduced its prison population to such a degree that it's now turning old prisons into socially useful buildings such as schools and refugee centers. It's kind of cool. I'll put the link to that in the chat. Like I said, it is from 2021, but... (laughs) 
hey, you know what? That's kind of a cool story. Huh, really? Yeah, well, you're right about that, uh, Ree. A broken clock, right twice a day. And as, as much as I want to sometimes slap that, man, sometimes you are correct. Okay. Evangelicals, eh, Linda? Born-again ex-addicts, yeah. Evangelicals who are, have been brainwashed into thinking that you're evil for trying to crush the pain that you're suffering from through narcotics or alcohol. Uh, stop blaming the addict and help them. We're supposed to do that. That's, that's what a, a healthy society does. We take care of one another. We're not supposed to harm each other. We're supposed to help one another. I mean, my goodness gracious. Where are we as a society if we, if we allow the people who need the most help, we allow them to slip through the safety net, or we cut the net and let them fall through it altogether, which is largely what the Reform Party, oh, I'm sorry, the Conservative Party of Canada proposes with some of their programs. They keep saying that the liberal government under Justin Trudeau is flooding the streets with drugs. That's not true. Um, the program is a provincial program in British Columbia. They're not flooding the streets with drugs. They're decriminalizing a number of them. And again, it still doesn't go far enough because the amount that they're allowed to, an addict is allowed to have on them at any one given time is not enough to get them through the day. So they'll make multiple trips back and forth to their illegal dealer to buy their illegal drug. You see where I'm going with this. We need to do more. We need to help these people. Burning them at the stake is not the solution. Imprisoning them is not the solution. Helping them get clean, helping them get into positions of employment and housing where they can give back to society. Look, I don't get mad at anybody who wants to get drunk or get high. It's a difficult world that we live in, and we are in the worst timeline. I mean, I don't even need to list off the terrible things that we face every day and read about every day. But if somebody wants to quell their pain or try and drown their sorrows, look, man, I get it. You know, I get it. I really get it. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to point the finger of blame at you. I'm going to say, Hey, you do what you got to do to get through the day. As long as you're not harming anybody, I'm pretty much okay with that. And, Oh, you're harming yourself. Can I help you now? Can I help you out? Can I get you into a program? Can we get you clean and sober? Because you're, you've stopped quelling your pain and you're now into just trying to survive. And, and that's no way to live. So let's get you off the street. Let's get you into a program. Let's get you cleaned up so you can give back to society. Because it costs us less as taxpayers to do that than it does to incarcerate and imprison I think it's about $75,000 a year for a federal inmate is what it costs each and every Canadian. Well, no, I don't mean that. I mean, so let me rephrase that, rephrase that. Each and every prisoner in a federal institution costs the taxpayer $75,000. Not you personally, not me personally. 
but that's what it costs to house uh, an inmate. That taking into consideration the the cost and maintenance of the building that they're incarcerated in, and the staff, the support staff, the guards, the institution itself. You understand what I'm saying. When you break it all down, it's about $75,000 an inmate. Well, it, it costs a heck of a lot less to put someone through rehab, especially if we had a, a provincial or federal program. It would cost considerably less than some private for-profit institution. We could put them into a government-funded program that we could get them clean and sober and back out into society as living productive, happy members. We could treat their mental illness, we could treat their drug addiction, and we could help bring an end to, well, I shouldn't say bring an end to because that's not realistic, but we could help minimize uh, street crime. We could help minimize addiction. We could help minimize all of the bad things in society if we decided to work together to make things better. But we have politicians that have no interest in that whatsoever. And we know who they are. Give me a number. Give me a number. Give me a number. We know who that is, right? We know who that is. Okay, folks, I am going to take my leave. Um, I know this is a little bit sooner than normal, but um, I I didn't want to spend as much time today because I knew I was going to be alone. Yesterday was hit and miss. It wasn't hundred percent sure until I discovered like when I had set it up the night before, I wasn't sure if, um, Mr. Beaver was going to be able to make it today. I knew he wasn't, um, because of uh, travel arrangements didn't work out. So I am going to take my leave. I'd like to thank our, our founding sponsors, the Corvid, uh, Corvid Moon Publishing and the Miss Fee Mysteries, uh, CanadianTarot.com. And the Peppermaster, of course, if you want, you can scan. Is the, is the QR code working today? I don't know. I guess it wasn't working yesterday. And uh, it seems to be working today by the looks of things. So if you want, you can scan that QR code. And that takes you to our coffee page where you can donate if you wish. Uh, otherwise, you can, oops, wrong way. I pointed the wrong way. You can uh, click on that subscribe button right there. You can share this program with anybody that uh, you think would enjoy it. Um, and, and please, please like, share, and subscribe as the saying goes, because that helps us, helps us so we can build a better product for you and we can continue to do this. And let's face it, getting the truth out there to the Canadian public is of paramount importance because we need to hold our politicians to task. If you lie, we're not going to let you get away with it. We are going to call you out on it every single time. And I'm not going to let it go. And we're still mad at Pierre Poliver for not addressing the um, Nazi dinner. He still has not publicly addressed that. Can you believe that? Oh, I should have talked to you, yeah, but um, the one other thing, uh, Breitbart, uh, there's an article here, I'm just looking at the headline. Um, There's rage farming this story about uh, how the Biden administration was involved in the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Well, well, of course, the, the Secret Service works for Joe Biden. 
<laughs> the Secret Service raided Mar-a-Lago because Mar-a-Lago was where Trump kept his stolen documents. I mean, this is not rocket surgery, folks. But Breitbart will try and frame it as, Joe Biden was trying to get him. Just so that they can create havoc and, well, piss off all the MAGA Republicans. And in doing so, will create an environment of toxicity that we have not seen yet. They're, they're trying to have another January 6th. But I think some of that's petered out because you looked at the people who were trying to support Trump as he was being arraigned, and there was just not that many of them. So if anything, it's slowly petering out, just like the freedom movement that wasn't a thing on April 1st. Like, at the most part, there might have been 100 people, and it dwind- those numbers, numbers dwindled pretty quickly. And the guy who was organizing it wants to do it again on the 17th of April, but that's, that's, um, that's this Saturday. Good luck with that. I will laugh at you just like I did last time. All right, remember, you can find us online here on the Cryer Media Network or wherever you get your fine podcasts. We are on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Switcher, Stitcher, you name it. We're there. Spotify, you can find our audio version all over the web. Our video version, we are streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, along with Quitch, Quitch, Twitch on the Cryer Media Network. <laughs> thanks for coming out, folks. We do appreciate your efforts. We want to say thanks to each and every one of you. You can scan the, the QR code up there if you want to donate to our coffee page because we do work for tips. And uh, my coffee mug is almost empty. That is not good. See, it's almost empty. I'm going to have to get some more coffee there in a few seconds. So until we meet again, my friends, we will be back tomorrow. Hopefully, Mr. Beaver will have had his travel arrangements all worked out so he can uh, pop in and say hello and tell you all about his wonderful weekend in Quebec City. I'm going to leave you with some uh, uh, window cam so we can see what the weather is like outside. And, oh, yeah, it's still weathering out there. Yeah, still weathering. Don't know why the image is so chewed up because we're on the same Wi-Fi. Weird. Anyway, my dear friends, I will say goodbye. Take care. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, Hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. where everyone knows your name, where everyone's your friend, where good times are had by all. Sit back, relax, 
Pour yourself a beverage and enjoy our company. I know we'll certainly enjoy yours. Welcome to the True North Eager Beaver Pubcast. Once a month, we gather at the Lieutenant's Pump at 361 Elgin Street in downtown Ottawa, Canada's capital city, bringing you joy and happiness all day long. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.